Welcome to the Deconstructed Podcast, Structures Explained. I'm Ellie Dan. And I'm Andrew. We are both structural engineers working in California, and in each episode, we take a listener question about structural engineering, and we find a perfect expert to help answer it. It's really important for us to hear from you, so please send your structural engineering questions to us. You can send your questions to us at the Deconstructed Podcast at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, so search for us and look for the Crane logo. So, Henry, how was your week? My week was pretty hectic. It was really crazy, but, uh, you know... Uh, I like having that sort of energy in a week. Yeah, that's the most American thing I hear all the time. And, you know, I'm Italian, so I can, <laughs> you know, I know about cultural differences, but now I'm kind of part of these cultures. Uh, and yesterday, actually, talking about being busy, I was also at UCSD doing recruitment at the career fair, and it was so much fun. So I was in Southern California, too. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, it turns out a bunch of people from my office were also down at UCSD, which I didn't know because I brought donuts into the office on Friday. And uh, then nobody was there to eat them. So that was sad. Yeah, that sounds like a travesty. (laughs) I know. A donut wasted is a travesty. But actually, uh, you know, talking about Southern California, this goes back to this uh, episode's listener's question. In fact, our listener for this question, for this episode is actually from L.A. So let's listen to what he has to ask us. Hi, I've heard a lot about earthquake warning systems lately, like L.A.'s new app, Shake Alert LA, can you please explain how these work? It's all right there in the name. Earthquake early warning systems are systems that can give you an early warning about earthquake shaking. So basically, the system pick up the first earthquake wave that reach the surface and they send out this alert. And it is very important to know that these are not prediction systems. The earthquake is not being predicted. Yeah, I think the thing we're most familiar with is weather prediction, where we can get a forecast a few days or weeks in advance. The earthquake early warning system only sends out an alert after the first shaking from the earthquake is actually detected. Yeah, exactly, Andrew. And just to be clear, this is not a new concept. And in fact, we have several countries around the world that already are using this earthquake early warning system. But it is exciting because Shake Alert is the first earthquake early warning system in the United States. This system has been developed by the United States Geological Survey, or USGS, together with like a big coalition of partners because it's such a complicated system. And within USGS, we found the perfect person to answer to our listener questions. So Let's see what he has to say. My name is Robert DeGroot. I work for the United States Geological Survey Earthquake Science Center in Pasadena, California. And I am a staff scientist. My primary role is to work with the ShakeAlert Earthquake Early Warning Program. And I manage communication, education, and outreach. So, Andrew, first of all, let's start talking about the technical aspects. This system is composed by three parts. The basic structure is that first, there's a network of sensors that detect the earthquake motion. Second, those connect to a data processing center that quickly identifies the earthquake shaking that comes in from those sensors. And finally, once you have determined that there's an earthquake, you need a way to distribute that warning out to the end user. Here's Bob with some more details on how the system works. The first thing you need are sensors. You need seismometers. So the U.S. system is built on the backbone of the seismic networks that we have on the West Coast. There are three of them, one in Southern California, one in Northern California, and one in the Pacific Northwest. 
And so those stations are those sentinels that are constantly on the watch for an earthquake that starts somewhere deep in the earth and then finally reaches the surface. Once the earthquake reaches the surface, and it could take several seconds, then it's detected by seismometers. And their basic role is to detect ground motion. And then the information is sent very quickly to the processing centers. There's one in Pasadena, one in Menlo Park, and another one in Seattle. And there's a lot of number crunching that has to go on. And one of the requirements, of course, to determine whether or not it's actually an earthquake is that we have to have a minimum number of seismometers report the event. If we only were to go, say, with one seismometer, that would be a problem because it could have been a truck that hit the seismometer and sent information about the event. So we want to get some confirmation out of it. So the number crunching is done to make a determination whether or not it was an earthquake, but also whether or not that earthquake fits the profile of determining whether or not we have to have a shake alert issued. So if, say, the answer is yes, a shake alert should be issued for this event, then that information is passed along to our partners for distribution. And it can be distributed through a whole variety of pathways. One of them is through through televisions or through wireless communication like cell phones. Some can go out through through radios or through other means. What a great explanation of what earthquake early warning systems are. Uh, but before we move on, Andrew, I really want to talk to the listeners about why these systems are so important. And it's because they can literally save your life. So if you get an alert before the earthquake hits where you are, you know, you can take protective action. So here in California, we are told that we have to duck, cover, and hold. But there are other ways in which this system can save lives. And let's see what Bob has to say. But then we also have industry. And so the other broad class of users for earthquake early warning is industry to set off automated actions. So the shake alert signal can be sent through a computer and it could slow down trains or open firehouse doors or turn off a valve to protect a water supply or automatically set off a PA system at a school. And so those precious seconds can a lot of things can happen in that time period. So this system can provide some truly priceless benefits. Even though the system is simple in concept, the execution of this can be very complex. And the most critical element of this system is time. I mean, a tornado warning or a hurricane warning, you know that something is coming and you have a lot of time. Earthquake early warning messages need to go out very quickly, and we're talking in a matter of seconds. So why do we have only seconds of warning? Well, earthquakes propagate really fast. And the reality is that in the West Coast of the United States, a lot of us live very close to fault lines. I mean, you're telling me I live like a couple of miles from the Eivor Fault. Yeah, and I'm practically on top of the San Andreas. In this situation, each second counts. In fact, if the alert system isn't fast enough, the earthquake can get to you before the warning does. Uh, and therefore, we need to make sure that the alert system is as fast as possible. The sensors in the data processing system are already pretty fast, and they can generate their alerts in a couple of seconds. The problem is with the distribution system. This part of the system still isn't fast enough, and we have lots to gain here, as Bob told us. Currently, there's work being done, and there are some test apps out there currently. And the idea is to get the message out either through a very quick 
message that's sent out via the cell phone companies through a cellular broadcast approach, where basically a certain number of cell phone towers are lit up and a message is sent through those towers to everybody within those, those, uh, those areas. And in Japan, they call this area mail. The other way to do it is through a push notification, which is sent through directly through an app. The challenge is, in both cases, the cellular broadcast way that I mentioned earlier and the push notification are still too slow. We want to speed them up, and we're actually working actively with the cell phone industry and also with FEMA to be able to speed them up. So time is of the essence, and that is why systems like Amber Alert or other, you know, the FEMA Extreme Weather Alerts cannot be used right now because they can take three to seven seconds to send the alert, and this is still too slow for our application. Uh, that's right, Elie Day, and there are other potential problems when pushing out notifications through apps. One of the challenges also with apps that I think that should be recognized is that currently the test apps that are out there are only being used with a small test population. One of the things that really needs to be tested is the scalability. Every time you add another cell phone, every time you add another device to the system, you potentially can overload that system or potentially increase the amount of time it would take to get an alert. How quickly will you get the message when you are one of one million people getting it? That's something we haven't tested yet. And not only that, there are also some psychological and sociological aspects to consider. Beyond all of the technical pieces of, sh of ShakeAlert, there's a lot to do with testing messaging, testing sounds. I mean, one of the things that we're working on now is what will your cell phone do when you get an earthquake message, when you get a ShakeAlert through your phone? And this is something that there is existing literature on this, but we want to be able to maximize the response by having a device do what is best sociologically. So what sound will your phone make? Will your phone vibrate? At, which, at what rate will it vibrate? Will there be a spoken voice? What will, the, what will the message say? It has to be short. It has to be quick. But more than anything else, the sound that it makes could potentially provide a cognitive leap. In other words, you hear a sound. I mean, if you hear, you get an amber alert or a severe weather alert, it's the same sound. And you have to actually physically look at your phone to see what happened, right? Or what's going on. And you need, you need to use that extra time to look and process it. Those seconds that you take to pull your phone out of your pocket and to look at it and then to interpret the information will take you seconds. And those seconds are precious, right? We want to create a sound that says, oh, this sound is coming from my phone. It's a shake alert coming through my phone. I need to take protective action. So one of the pieces that I think that's key here that people sometimes forget about is that there is a whole sociological, psychological, sort of social science side of the things that we have to really, really consider in doing this. Wow, there's so many more layers to this that I never even thought of. It's really hard to make a good warning system. 
It is. Developing an earthquake early warning system is an incredibly complex task, and it just takes a long time to do it. And this is actually related to the reason why the United States doesn't have a fully functional system yet, while other countries like Japan, China, and Mexico do. Here's what Bob told us. So most earthquake early warning systems around the world were developed after a major earthquake in that country. And so, for example, China implemented a system after the 2008 Wenchuan earthquake, which killed 87, over 87,000 people. And Taiwan has a system as well, which they implemented after the 1999 Gigi earthquake, and that killed about 2,500 people. Turkey has one as well. And they had uh, two big earthquakes in 1999, and they actually uh, put in a system as a result of the Izmit earthquake, which is one of the two earthquakes that occurred in 1999. And then Mexico started their system after the 1985 Michoacan earthquake. These systems in other countries have were built many years ago. And we've really been only at it in terms of our research and development since 2006. And the system didn't go into its testing phase like a demonstration system until 2012. And most of these other systems have taken, you know, 10 or so years to build. It, it just takes time. And, and that's, it's often a criticism that's leveled to say, well, gosh, why are we behind these countries? Well, it's because, well, we got started later than they did. So it's taking us time to build it. So we started way later than other countries. But what is left to do so that we can have a fully functional earthquake early warning system that is sending us alerts? To understand this, we have to remember the three parts of the system. The first two are the sensors that are picking up the earthquake and the data processing centers. The goal of the first two systems is to generate the shake alerts, and these are the parts of the system that are managed directly by the USGS. The third part of the system is the distribution system, which has the goal of sending us the alert. And this is exactly the parts of the system that is keeping us from getting the alert, because the alert still can't get sent fast enough. However, we have very good news in terms of the generation of the shake alert itself. Because USGS, it's already able to generate a shake alert. This is what Bob told us. The shake alert earthquake early warning system is currently up and running. But there's still some work to be done on the build out of the seismometers across the West Coast in California, Oregon, and Washington. Currently, we have about 900 of the 1,675 stations built out in the three states. And so when we finish those, the system will effectively be completely built out. There's still some work to be done in areas such as algorithm development, that sort of thing, but we're doing pretty well in that area. Sounds to me like we're getting closer and closer to have the fully functional earthquake early warning system in the West Coast of the United States. But we have to remember that this is a very complex system, so it just takes time. And believe me, we're working on it. There are people who are making innovations or making strides to making this happen every day. It just takes time. This is a big, complex system. It has a lot of moving parts. It's one of the most complex things I've ever worked on. This was so interesting. Andrew, what did you think? I, yeah, I thought it was super fascinating. Bob was really nice and he taught us so much information about this. My favorite part was knowing how many uh, research on the, you know, the psychological and sociological aspects there are, because I would have never thought about them. Yeah, absolutely. We really enjoyed learning about this, and we hope you did too. 
And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. So just search for the Deconstructed Podcast. If you have any questions for a structural engineer, you can email us at thedeconstructedpodcast at gmail.com. And who knows, it may end up being a future topic on this podcast. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. This podcast is sponsored by SEAC, the Structural Engineers Association of Northern California.